This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein with Pam Pibus, ACHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we want to take a look inside your home and pick a project to complete. Because, I mean, we know everybody's inside for the coronavirus thing and, you know, around in your own little space in your home and uh, away from large gatherings. It's a great time to get some of those little stuff done in the house. There's a lot going on. Honeydews, as we call them. Also, during the show, we're going to talk about how to turn any space into a home office if needed. A lot of people are going to have to be working from home and aren't, uh, you know, you don't want to sit up in your bed for like four days with a computer. I've done that before, and it's it's tough on the legs and the back and everything else. The back cramp. Right. But you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. On the line with us right now is uh, Jeff Sammons from Remote Location. How's it going, Jeff? Man, it's going great. I am... Uh hunkered down in my office slash um, uh, F-150 pickup. There you go. <laughs> you know what? That's a very safe place to be. You're the only one well, in it. You know, you're the only yeah. one touching anything there. You know, I'm, I'm, um, I wish I could be there with y'all, and, and uh, I'm sure I will be maybe next Wednesday, but, but for today, I'm in my truck. Well, um, so... At this time, it's kind of funny because I've even found some extra time at home and having to work on some honeydews. Jeff, uh, anything you're working on right now not work-related? Um, yes. Um, in fact, we are, and I encourage everyone to do this, and I don't care if it's fire season or not, check your smoke alarms. Uh, there's a date on the smoke alarms, and if they're out of date, even if they're working, Go, go go get some more and, and put some new ones in. Wait, wait, wait. You may have just woken me up from something. There are, like, expiration dates on smoke alarms? Oh, yeah. Uh, ab- yes, absolutely. Really? And, uh, even, though, even though it's working, if it's out of date, go. And then I would, I would go one step further. And we are uh, – there's some question right now if it's code or not. Uh, but we are doing carbon – detectors now one in each of our new builds uh-huh. so may not be a bad idea to go ahead and upgrade to the carbon man that's amazing you know i mean i was just literally left mouth gaped because i didn't realize that that smoke detectors were like a dr pepper we had to look on the bottle to see if it's still good what, what's the deal how long do they go I you think, guys are just uh, blowing my mind i think it's seven years isn't it joe I, you know, Pam, I'm not. I'm not sure that sounds right. Um, maybe someone will call in and, and, and correct us if it's not. But I, I think it is. <laughs> is this on the box? I mean, how I missed this my whole life. We actually tell all of our clients this, and they're amazed as well. Really? Yeah. After seven years, the little solenoid that detects the smoke is no longer, even if you test it with the the test button, the button's going to make it go off, but it may not work with smoke. Oh, my gosh. That just blew my mind. You know, here's something that we all need to think about. And and now, since we're all sitting at home... 
gives us more time to think, I, I think. so. Uh, but everything has a shelf life. Right. You know? just, it just amazed me because, I, you know, I've had the smoke detectors that I have in my home since I moved into my home. And I just assumed if the house started going up, I'd hear about it, you know. <laughs> well, what I do whenever I put mine in is I will take a, um, a marker and on the back side I date it. Right. It's the date. And then I'm going to change those batteries every year anyway. So now I know I, if I put that up in 2013, right. it's time to put new ones up. That's amazing. You go to the stores now, there's a run on toilet paper. And if all the listeners of MPB today are going to have a run on uh, smoke detectors. <laughs> smoke detectors. Right. Smoke detectors. Yeah. Well, you know, Pam, I'm glad you brought up the marker. Um, you know, another thing that's, that's um, very easy to do. You should also change your air conditioning filters once a month. Take that marker and uh, put the date on there. And date it. Do you know? I'm so. It's so funny you said that. The other day, I thought I need to change my air filters, and I opened that thing up, and it had been three months. Oh, really? Yeah. And they were disgusting. Really? Because <laughs> I have pets. Oh, yeah. That'll so, do. That'll yeah, clog up so real quick. So I had quick. to change those, and I and I do that, Jeff. I I, I, mean, I put that. Um, I date it. And right. the reason I knew it had been three months is that it, it had on there, I think the date was twelve fifteen. Right. Okay. So, yeah. you know, it's well, a three-month filter, but it could have been. Right. Well, Pam, what, what, what honeydew have you been working on? Well, I went out, uh, once I heard that I was going to be stuck at home, I went out and bought a bunch of flowers. Aw. And I've been planting. I've been in my yard and... Um, Got some potting soil, right. and that's I, what we did yesterday. My wife and I went out and 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 like loaded up on the garden stuff so that we could have like a couple, a week or two of of stuff to do. Yeah, you know, and outside. It's just, they're saying you know the experts are saying that you know in order for us to really maintain or get through this, we need to have some sunshine. Mm. We need to exercise. And I'm just going to throw this out there. One of the things I have a practice, I started this several years ago. I meditate every day. And I got up this morning, there's so much negativity in the press right now. And and we do need to be alarmed by that. But I got up, I'm getting up extra early now. And I'm sitting outside. And because it's spring, the birds are just so happy. And I just sit there, and I listen to them, and I listen to myself breathe. You know, what's crazy is that they were there a week ago, mm-hmm. um, but we weren't slowed down enough to hear it just yet. That's right. right. So our lives have come to a halt, and I think it's an amazing opportunity for us to spend some time with ourselves. There we go. I had a neat moment this week when uh, a a high-velocity soccer ball kicked by a 17-year-old son uh, pulled the roof straight off of one of my birdhouses that I had. Well, I went to go look at this birdhouse to repair it, and darned if there weren't eggs in a nest in the birdhouse. Oh, no. So I took care not to jostle anything, but I did get a roof put back on the birdhouse. So hopefully now, and they were um, they were robin eggs. Uh, you know, they're kind of bluish. Yeah. You know, they're, oh, they're gorgeous. They're just, just fantastic. Did you see the post on, you know, of course, I've been on social media more than I normally do. And they were people are posting the things that they're seeing in baskets as people are checking out. Right. And there was a senior man mm-hmm. who had a basket full of bird seed. 
Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so cool. he was preparing for the birds. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> All right, we've got a, a couple on the phone real quick. Let's go ahead and move to Jesse and Flowood. And uh, got an insulation question here, Jesse? Yes. Um, I live in a uh, 2006 travel trailer and I'm having to replace some ceiling panels and insulation. Um, due to hail damage Mm -hmm. and i know next to nothing about insulation and just want ideas on what kind might be the best to use this is on a you said a camper yes is the camper fiberglass uh it is it is okay any cracks or leaks in the top of this fiberglass uh there were but they have uh since been repaired and i've moved or to the uh, inside paneling area. Okay, have you pulled the inside paneling out yet? Uh, yes, and all the insulation that was in there had to be completely uh, repl- uh, taken out. Okay, so it was all wet and grossed up and stuff, right? Yes. All right, so what uh, did you recognize the insulation when you pulled it out? Uh, the only thing I knew, uh, it, was, it just was yellow uh, fiberglass-type insulation, um, and that's really all I know. What uh, grade or it was, right. I don't know. Right. All right. Well, I'm way, way out of my depth here, so I'm going to go to our two pros. Jeff and Pam, go for it. I don't have a clue. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I've, got, I've got some advice. Um, think, okay, when you put insulation in a wall, if you compress that insulation – we're, I'm talking a two-by-four wall, um, half-inch sheetrock on each side gives me a four and nine-sixteenths wall. If I put too much insulation in there, it actually decreases the efficiency of that insulation. That makes sense. It's got to have the little air pockets in there to make That's right. for it to That's work. That's right. So take the thickness of that wall and and compare your insulation to the thickness of that wall because I think a camper trailer and this is above my my, my pay grade a little bit because I just don't work on them but I want to say that that wall is two or two and a half inches thick um, right actually okay it's, yeah it, it, it's about it's about two and a half inches isn't it yes he said yes. About two and a half okay, inches. Okay, okay, great. Well, you you don't want to compress your insulation. You want to get insulation just to fill that void without compressing it. There and you go. Know, the only thing I have to offer on that is that I would make sure that you put it in correctly as far as if there's a paper side, because a lot of folks do that wrong. Uh, as We see this in residential homes all the time well they'll put the paper side out mm-hmm. and the insulation yeah, toward the right. paper side in yeah and you want and, now, and when you say in what do you mean by in does that mean the, towards us towards the living area of the home okay the okay. paper needs to right. be toward the living area of the home all right 
All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, Jesse, we appreciate the call. Go ahead and give us a call right now if you've got a question. 877-MPB-RING. It's time for us to take our first break for the hour. And today we're taking a look at inside your home with a lot of people staying at home. This is the perfect opportunity to fix that wobbly toilet, find those uh, studs to hang a shelf or organize your toolbox. When we return, we'll look over some common honey-do list items. <laughs> if you have a question for our guests or any of our home improvement questions today, You can join the conversation and give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.com. Dot org. We're going to go straight to Steve. He's got uh, something to talk about. We were talking earlier about smoke detectors, and Pam and Jeff both blew my mind when they told me there was an expiration date on the smoke detector itself. I, I it, it was something I never considered. I thought it was a durable good. Uh, Steve, what was your comment about that? Well, my comment is that I've replaced all my smoke detectors with smoke detectors with 10-year batteries in them, and they're good for 10 years, and also a carbon monoxide detector. Oh, okay. So so the ones that you have are rated to, to last for 10 years? 10 years, and including the battery. 10 years, including the battery. Okay, so we don't normally say this on the on the radio, Steve, but you know, I'm curious. What's this brand you're using? Uh, I'm trying to remember. And there's a couple of them out there. There's First Alert. There's Kitty. This is, this is the First Alert that I'm looking at. Okay, okay. Just curious, uh, but that was that was that was uh, kind of an interesting, shocking uh, thing I'd never heard before. So, so somebody out there makes a ten year with a ten year battery that you never have to change. That's right. So it's a disposable <laughs> product, and when you're done with it, you just throw the whole thing out and put a new one in. Right, which would really right. speak to be sure you're dating those, you know, putting putting the date of installation on the back of that smoke detector. Yeah, right. Get yourself a Sharpie. And, and then you could put on there 10 year. But I would strongly recommend that you check that manufacturer specification and look that up because yeah. everything that I have seen is that it's a, you might have a 10 year battery and a seven year solenoid. Yikes. <laughs> So just be sure that the manufacturer on that box is saying that it's good for 10 years. Good deal. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad to know that they're making that product. Can I add one thing? Yes, sir. You cannot change the battery. When the battery goes in, you have to throw it away. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's, it's a disposable product. So when he's done in 10 years, he puts that one in the garbage and he puts another one up. 
Oh, now that's what that's brilliant. Right. <laughs> you just changed her tune completely. Yeah, Steve. I can. I, boy, I sure would like to know what that is. What product she said that first, is. He said first alert. First alert. There you go. I'm going to take a look at that. Thanks, Steve. We appreciate it. Let's keep on moving. We're going to go to uh, Brett in Gulfport. Hang on just a second. You still with us, Jeff? No. He's just hanging yeah. out in his car. Oh, no, there he is. No, no I'm, I have my phone muted. Yes. I'm, I'm oh, okay. Uh, You're on a you know, show, hey, Jeff. I'm, you can't mute. <laughs> I, I know. I want to make one comment. Yeah. Uh, even though your smoke alarms are hardwired, they still have battery backup for when your power goes out. So just, just remember that. Oh, that's a good uh, point. That's a good point. So. All right. Uh, so, Brett, what's going on uh, with your shower drain? Yeah, my shower doesn't drain. It takes a while. It finally drains, but it's maybe, you know, two minutes uh, before it starts to drain. I can't figure out how to clear it. What kind of shower is it? Is it fiberglass or tile? It's all tile, and it's on a slab. How long? Have, how old is it? Uh, 1965. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's, it's just old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, have you had your have you had that um, have you had that drain cleaned out any? I I don't know of a clean out. I, I don't see a clean out anywhere around the house. No. I, well, I didn't actually mean that. I meant that have you put have you tried to to clean the drain in the shower? Oh yeah, I yeah, and I cannot get a snake down there. The drain the about that's right. Yeah, about uh, five inches below the tile floor, it makes a abrupt right. ninety degree angle. Right, the P trap. Well, yeah, that's a P trap to keep sewer gas from coming back in your house. Um, Are you having trouble well, with any other drains, or is this the only no, one? I, Great question. All the other drains are draining just fine. No problem. Uh, so probably, probably what you're going to want to do is get a hold of a plumber that has a camera, and you're probably going to see if they can't get that camera down there to, to physically look in that drain, if, if you can get through that P-trap. Yeah, it's a, it's sort of a surprise that it's such an abrupt, really sharp ninety degree turn. Yeah, well, that's that's not a surprise. It it, it it's 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 got to be there. You've got to have a P trap there. Uh, and the purpose for the P trap, just so our listeners know, that that P trap stays full of water. That way, when it's full of water, sewer gas cannot come back in your house. Yeah, you want to be thankful for that invention. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I was thinking about trying to wiggle a garden hose down there and then hook it up to the uh, uh, hose faucet and just flush it real hard. That um, I've seen people do that, and depending what's under your house, you could really make a mess. I mean, blown pipes in the works. Well, he's on a slab, so I'm just wondering if there. I'm with Jeff. I'm wondering if there's a problem in the drain itself. Especially at 65 years, you could very well have some type of a break in that particular area. Um, and it sounds like if it's isolated to that drain, you, you could try. I mean, there's some home remedies you could do. You could buy some of these 
products. But the, the I'm always worried about in an older property the damage we can do to older pipes with chemicals. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you could try uh, you could try plunger. Yep. If you wanted to take the top off, if if it's obstructed, you could try a plunger to try to push it out. And if that's not working, I think Jeff is is right on. I would get it scoped to see because if you've got a break in that drain, you you've got a bigger problem than a handyman a weekend project. Right, because the plumber is going to look at more than just that drain. They're going to look at uh, where that drain's going and if it's coming out. If in other words, is he seeing different spots outside the home? Is it, what's going on? So so they're not just going to look at that drain. They're going to find where it is. So. Okay. Well, and what about, let me ask you one quick question. Is there, if this is an older property and that's a shower, do you happen to know if there's a clean out close to that bathroom on the outside of the house? Yeah, I've looked around. I don't find a clean out anywhere. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now, I've already plunged until there's blisters on my Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's the new stay-at-home exercise plan. You know that, right? right? (laughs) Well, it seems like a a pro with some cool tools is what you need. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right. um, So we're talking about honeydews going on, and we were just talking about the plumbing stuff. That's a great thing to look at right now, but don't get too deep. I don't know how fast plumbers can get to you at this point. What What's going on with contractors during this whole thing? What are you guys doing? Jeff, Pam, what are you all doing? Well, we have the American Society of Home Inspectors released a, a protocol for COVID-19. Uh-huh. And we are following that to the T uh, with our inspectors going into properties. We're using the proper gear. We're wiping down anything that we touch. Right. We're wearing gloves and masks. Um, and specifically, we're asking whenever we're going to go do uh, a buyer inspection, if the sellers are elderly. Right. Um, and we're asking them to quarantine in a room and allow us to do the inspection. And then we will work around them in the room that they're in. And then we kind of wipe our way out. Right. Using, you know. Wow, that's a whole new element to your job. It is. It's added quite a bit. But I think for, you know, buying a house is stressful. This has just added a whole new right. dimension to that. So um, in our interactions with folks, normally when we do an inspection, nobody's home. Right, yeah. And now everybody's there. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, how's that happening for you, Jeff? What, is it altering the way that your workers are working, or what, what's going on? Yeah, to, to some degree, we're not uh, – we're, we're keeping our distance. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, the, the – the media is doing a very, very good job of, I don't want to say scaring us, but they're doing a very good job of keeping us uh, away from each other. Right. Now, uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but, right. but it's a fact. And um, so it, I think the first day or so it was a little awkward. Right. But, in fact, I'm kind of I'm kind of double dipping here right now. I, I just had a small conversation with one of my business partners from the window of my truck and and you know he's he stood you know six five six feet away we had a little conversation and then we go on about our business so i right. think i think for the moment it's going to be the norm well good okay well if, at least if you've gotten to a point where if everyone accepts it as being comfortable then you know 
Um, but but good. I'm glad you're able to still get some stuff done. We've got an email here real quick, and if you want to get your call on, it's 877-MPB-RING. We're going to go to break here in a, qu- in a second. But this email, my daughter's house has cracks in the brick wall. The ceiling sheetrock and door frames are uh, separating a bit. Not large, not big, but noticeable. Uh, the house is a year and a half old, still covered by the warranty. And um, he says the problem was most likely caused by water seeping under the slab. Is there any way to check for hollow points under the slab and fill them to prevent per- further problems? Um, that's from Ed. So what, what do you guys think about that? We had a, the issue is we had a uh, a person last week who worked with the polyfoam, mm-hmm. and I guess this is a question regarding that. But is there a way to look for those hollow points under uh, under the ground? Uh, do you guys use anything? Does structural engineers use anything to see if the ground is settled or anything of that nature? I don't think they they're going to use measurement tools on the top. I don't. Jeff, do you know of anything that will go well, under a slab? Uh, a void under that slab is going to be very unlikely. Really? Um, remember, remember when we're pouring our slab, okay? Uh-huh. We, we're going to we're going to form it up, and then we're going to dig our footings, and you're going to have a perimeter footing all the way around that structure, and then you're going to have crisscross footings inside that structure. Right, and of course, all of those are engineered on that particular home. So your your load bearing walls have foot, footings under that. So to to get a void under that house, I am going to say is very unlikely. Now, remember our rule: ten feet out from that house, we want six inches of fall. Right. If I had to guess, they do not have six inches of fall 10 feet out from that house, and they're harboring water too close to that foundation. I think the issue is is it could be twofold. They could have built on poor soil. Mm-hmm. Um or they they've got a drainage problem around the house. So I think your fix to that is first and foremost, let's get the water away away from the house. See if the house stabilizes at that point. If it doesn't, at that point, I think you're calling a uh, a, a structure a structural engineer to write a report uh, to determine what needs to be done. Sounds good. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right, folks, uh, it's time for another break, but we're still putting the focus on these home projects that you should be, uh, should have been done a while ago, but you know, you're at home now, so there's no time like the present. Also, when we return, we'll let you know how to make a space at home for a home office, so stay tuned. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org.
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We got a, a, a call a little bit earlier about a an older home. What, what year was it built? 60, 65. 65, yeah, with a, a tile. It's as old as me. A tile <laughs> shower. Uh, so, uh, But we got Jackie on the line at Waynesboro who has a uh, comment about this old as Pam shower. <laughs> So, how's it going, Jackie? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. So, how do we fix this shower? Okay. I have an older home, too, and I'm a retired lady, and I have to do a lot of fixing myself. Yes, ma'am. And this works fine. Uh, in a shower, usually 90% of the time, it's hair that's in there. And before you call a plumber, before you get a camera, before you spend a lot of money, Mm -hmm. go and get one of those little cheap plastic things that has prickly things on the end. It's like two feet long. And it twists and turns and does everything that this pipe will do. You know, Jackie, that's funny you say that. My wife, I swear, my wife just got one of those for our upstairs bathroom bath. And I used to use one, uh, and I forget the exact name of it, but I remember it was orange and yellow. But it was plastic, and it had this little uh, piece of what seemed to be like Velcro on the end of it, of the end of a long plastic stick. And you can put this down into the drain and turn a lever, and it will gather up all the hair and gunk and ugliness and pull all that up without anybody really having to get, you know, messy. Right, right. Uh, And when you put that thing down there, it'll twist and turn with your pipe because it's limber. And it, mine just has little prickly things on the end. Uh-huh. And when you get it down there, take the handle and just twist it, twist it, twist it, and pull it out. You're going to be surprised what comes out of that drain. It will just make – it will gross you out. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. But you know what, Jackie? But, you're absolutely right because they don't they don't really cost anything. There's little no, drain no. things. And so it's, it's, it is worth the, the cost of trying it before calling right. a you know, $100-an-hour right. plumber. So. And if you try to plunge it, so you're trying to make it go through, what you want to do is to get it out. And, and pull it out. Do it. Yeah. it may have to take two or three times to get it all out, but be prepared. You will be grossed out when you see what comes out of your drain. <laughs> and so now <laughs> there's going to be a run on these things, so hurry to your store now. Right, and right. Get it. right, right. <laughs> While you get your new smoke detector. Yes. Right. But it, it will absolutely work, and you won't need anybody. And, and keep keep the little instrument because you'll use it all the time. If you use it in your kitchen, your bathroom, you'll use it. And when the prickly things wear out, just go get another. There you go. What were you going to say, Jeff? I was just going to comment, Jackie. That's a great idea, and and I, I'm agreeing. I, I agree with you. Let's try that first before you go. You know, spend a bunch of money on a, on a plumber, right? Um, and if you do do that and you happen to pull any kind of mud or anything back out of that drain, at that point, you know you have a busted drain. Well, and, you know, you mentioned something that, that, that I thought about when we were on that call before about the shower. And what I meant by the plumber is not just going to look at that at that, you know, opening in the bathtub. 
you know, if that, that drain's going outside, we don't know what's going on in the wall. The, you know, you just have no idea. Are there roots near, you know, big trees, whatever? I mean, you just have no idea. So, But your idea, Jackie, is the way to go to start because you're only talking about spending 5 bucks to get this thing taken care of instead of, like I said, the $100 plumber. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Of course, we're taking emails, as always. Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Some uh, electrical things that you can do at this time in the home. If you're doing the honeydews, one of the things that people notice when they first walk into a home are the ceiling fans. And you can make a big difference, big change in a home if you just change the ceiling fans. It's kind of like the knobs on your cabinets. You can change the whole look of the place if you just change those. But replacing a, a ceiling fan, a lot of people are, are afraid of this because it looks like a lot. It looks like a big gangly octopus that you have to put up there. Uh, it doesn't work quite like that. It does have some tricky parts to it. And what I mean by that is the tricky parts aren't putting the the – the uh, fan together, the ceiling fan together, the tricky part is holding those parts up there while you screw them to the ceiling. I'm going to strongly suggest, uh-huh. <laughs> having done this several times, read the instructions. Oh, yes, because there is a very particular order in which you do this. There is. Uh, and if you don't do it in that order, it becomes exponentially more difficult. As you go. Well, and the beautiful thing about the Internet now and YouTube is you can watch somebody else do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Have you done one of these on a, a video? I haven't. A I fan? should. I was just thinking we should do a ceiling uh, fan installation Well, and video. there's it's so neat. When you get into a box, like if you buy a ceiling fan in a box and you get in and you realize it's been packed in there so it will take up the least amount of space on a shelf. You know what I'm saying? So it's in a billion pieces. And it looks rough, but it's not nearly as bad as it looks. And oh, there's yeah. even going to be this little thing in there. It's going to be this weird-looking thing. about. It looks kind of like a Z or an S in that shape. And and its only job in the world is to hold the, the fan up there while you screw other stuff in. Yeah, while you put while the you electrical, put the, it's, it's supposed right. to hold it in place. Well, okay, so for people like me who's not going to go out and buy a ceiling fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can I make some suggestions on things you can do while you're at home? Sure. See, because I'm a neat freak. Uh-huh. Uh, have you thought about cleaning the coils on your refrigerator? No, ever. Ever. I know. Right. You pull that <laughs> son of a gun out and you look underneath there, it's disgusting. Is there a special brush for <laughs> that? Blah, 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 blah. You can use a um, one of those little duster things. Right, because aren't you not it. supposed to mess up the back of that where the coils are and all that other yeah, but when you look underneath there, uh-huh. there's so much. Because what a refrigerator's doing is pulling air. Uh-huh. And so it's pulling everything else underneath there. Right. So it's gross. And you can but, do the same thing behind your washing machine, your washer and dryer. Clean that out. Okay. Yeah. You could run all the uh, run all your sinks and go look and see if you've got any leaks underneath there. Because people don't ever check to see if they have a leak. And no. leave it up to the home inspector. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's it's like going to the doctor for a cold. It's like, well, I'll probably got it. Let's just not look. Yeah, let's just not even yeah. look at that. Check all your light bulbs. Yeah. Make sure, change them all to LED. 
Ooh, that's a great idea. Save some money. Yes. All right. Got an email here uh, from John. He says, last Saturday afternoon, I was talking with my neighbor in his driveway, hopefully six feet apart, uh, when he noticed something odd going on in my front yard in the air above the stump of a small ash tree I cut down two years ago. We saw a cloud of flies or gnats. We've all seen those before, but he wanted to take a closer look. They were termites swarming from the stump. Last year, that stump was so rock hard, it dulled the chainsaw I was using. Now, it looked very chewed up. I dashed out to spray it with the last of a can of insecticide, but most of the termites were already gone. Uh, They typically go down, by the way. You know, they won't necessarily fly away though sometimes i'll go down this past autumn i let my termite bond lapse because they upped the premium from 330 to a thousand with the excuse that it was because of the threat of formosa termites formosans is that bad oh yeah okay <laughs> um now i'm sick with that's dread the one, that's the ones that eat concrete oh oh my gosh those are the ones that were chewing down the french quarter Oh, okay. All right. Uh, And it says, now I'm sick with dread and imagining termite damage everywhere. What do I look for? And is there any action I can take? Well, let me tell you, the worst thing you could have done was kill them in the tree stump. (laughs) Now they're going to go to your house. (laughs) 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 They were doing what nature has, what nature's supposed to do. They were eating the things. Eating the dead food. So you've discouraged that. So now they're going to look for the next next best thing. So where... That, that I'm, uh, I apologize. See, I'm not in there, so I can't raise my right. hand. But, but, Pam, that's a great point that you just brought up. Have you ever thought, you saw the commercial where the termite company puts the bait around your house? Centricon. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. The bait tubes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, you, you know what's in that bait tube? No. Is wood. Is wood. Is wood. <laughs> It's the tree stump. That's the bait tube. Right. Oh, so the, the, they're thinking behind that, if you're going to have termites, let's get them into the bait tube, not into your house. Not into the, the house. The same thing the tree stump just did. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So all that the trees. never occurred to me. Yeah. So that's, they're doing what they're, what they're, we're made what they're to there do. for. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. That's amazing. Okay, so the, so now, so now that he uh, made sure to spread them out evenly amongst his home, <laughs> what, what, what do we do now? Well, you just don't want to. And and gosh, Jeff is so good at talking about water around your house. Uh-huh. Subterranean termites. What they want is they want a constant source of water. Uh huh. They want something to chew on. Right. And so if you have ponding water around your house, mm-hmm. they're going to go, this is where we're going to have our party. Right. Because we don't have to social distance. We're right. just going to hang out and chew, chew, chew. And Eat what the they house. do is they <laughs> use mud, tun- mud tunnels and they tunnel up into your walls and they're eating the sheetrock and the wood. But they have to have water. If they don't have any water, they can't survive. Interesting. So... Um so this person says um, he's imagining termite damage everywhere. What do I look for, and is there any action I can take? If, they, if they're within the walls, I mean, it'll take a pro to see it. Um, well, they'll start coming out. They'll, they'll, yeah, well, they'll build those tunnels hey, and come out. Something else you can do, take a flashlight, 
shine it on your sheetrock wall, and you will see what we call termite trails. It will look um, something oh, that kind of looks a little strange on my sheetrock wall. But would it be like a hump or a line? or? Well, it's, it's almost like a very small line, like a pencil or a pen line. On, really? On your sheetrock, and that is a termite tunnel. Termites in behind are eating everything but the paper on that sheetrock. Really? And they're swarming. Uh, they're so, nails when they're swarming. They really? swarm once yeah. the weather gets, you know, warm again. Warm again. Then, and what they're doing is that's that's how they propagate. They're going to swarm, mm-hmm. and then the queen is going to go off and start another colony, right. and then others go back down to where they were. So right. they're trying to spread and propagate whenever they come up into the open air like How that. fabulous for us. And, and uh, Pam, again, you are 100% correct. Um, that uh, Those workers, if you will, have a lifespan of about, um, was it three days or something? It's not week? long. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, not, it's long. not long. It's not long. So Out in the open. Apparently, it doesn't take long. We're in our breeding season right now, if you will. Fabulous. Uh, so, does this guy? Do you think this guy needs to call a termite person to check, or a contractor to look around, or a home inspector? I think you can get a free termite inspection by yep. a pest control company. Oh, and they will let you know. And then, what I always tell my clients is that if they say you have termites, I want to see the termite. <laughs> to take a picture of them. Yeah, show me the termite. Show me the money. Ah, so you know they're just not saying, yeah, you got termites. You got termites. Okay. All right, folks, uh, it's time for another break and last break of our hour. And if you missed any of these office uh, setup tips that we're going to get to when we get to them, uh, you can always listen back to this and other past episodes by subscribing to the podcast using any podcast app or MPB public media app. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And uh, we've been talking this morning. We've got a couple of comments with, uh, wow, uh, termites we were talking about. But this this guy with the slow shower... Has really made an impact on our show today. A gentleman called. He had a shower that, you know, I mean, it was an older house. Well, a house built in the 60s, mid-60s. Yes. But he was having a clog problem with this one particular drain. And, boy, people are jumping in. Just got this email. It said, uh, just mentioned on your March 18th show was the shower drain that was clogged. That's today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have had success by using a shop vac on the drain. Okay. Cover over the overflow hole and then suck out the drain using a shop vac. It reverses what has been plugged. Wow. Huh. Okay. There's a thought. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving. I got another one here, too, about the drain. Hair catcher for shower. We have a hair catcher inserted under the drain cover of our tile shower. It fills up about every two months. I take it out. Yuck. 
and replace it. It helps so much. Candy and Tupelo. Okay. That's cool. I've never yeah. even heard of that. Me either. Okay. That, I wonder if that's like oh, a... Oh, yeah, I have. You can buy them. It looks like a little um, net, and you, and it's got a little dip in it, and you set it right underneath the drain. Oh, okay. I know You'll what you're talking about. sinks, but I've never thought about putting it in a shower. That makes more sense than even the sink, almost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jeff, you still with us over there? Um, yes, absolutely. You are? Uh, <laughs> he had to think about it for a second. think about it. Okay. We got. Hey, I, I, I was taking a nap. Oh, you're taking a nap. Well, well, yeah, you may as well. <laughs> He's in his home office in his truck. <laughs> got a got a uh, a text on a or we got a question I think on Facebook that says uh, what is the name of the thing that cleans out your drain? Uh, Jackie called in about it and said it costs five bucks and. Uh, Baron, our uh, our super digital guy, uh, called in and said, "Drain snake." Is a that drain it? snake? Maybe a drain weasel? I don't know. I know we've heard the I, different brands. I like. Well, a snake would be the slang term for it. Sure. Right. Okay. So here we go. Got another uh, text from another person in house here. Had a plumbing uh, backup in a bathroom. Now I can't get that smell out of the bathroom. It's coming from the tub in that room. What can I throw down that drain that will eliminate the smell? <laughs> and then there was silence. Air- <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's backing up. It's backing up. The sewer's backing up into it, or it backed up into it, and now I can't get that smell to go away. Baking soda? No, man. It's, it's got to be better than that. You're like... Put turpentine down there and light it up or something. Oh gosh, yeah, you get, yeah. Put tu- yeah, don't <laughs> put a light around the sewer. <laughs> Sorry, You'll that have was a bigger Jason problem thing. than a clogged drain. Do not try Call this your, at home. <laughs> right, your right. So, so Jeff, uh, any recommendations there? What what else can we put in that drain to to make the obviously the sewer backup smell came through that bathroom drain, which we've heard before on this show that happens, right? Well. Okay, we we've uh, we've done uh, we we built the children's clinic in Yazoo City, and we put floor drains in the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a call a month ago, Jeff. We're getting this funny smell in our bathroom. Um, you need to come check it out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew what it was before I got there, but I, I wanted to just do a little in service. So when when I got there, what had happened? Those drains had dried out because no one was pour, pouring any water down the down the floor drain. Mm-hmm. Um, so to cure that problem, it puts you a cup of water in there once a month, and w- once that water's in the P-trap, the sewer gas is not coming back in that house or, or, or back in that building. It can't. We've been using a P-trap for, since the beginning of time. Right. Um, so unless there is a busted sewer line... Um, you should not be getting sewer gas in your house. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If that smell is still coming in, there may be some type of a break in the P-trap somehow. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that that P-trap holds water. Mm -hmm. The smell cannot come through that water. Interesting. Okay, so you're thinking there may be a crack in a pipe somewhere? Yeah, it's allowing the water from the P-trap to drain out. See, the general public thinks we put the P-trap in there just to give the plumber an, an additional job. But it's it, it's it's there to um, trap the water. Right. So it traps the water, 
and then the sewer gas cannot back up through there. Right. I'll tell you something that we've seen in these older houses is that uh, we'll call them an S trap. And instead of it being a P trap, the P trap should have an offset of about four inches at the back of the P. And what that does is that allows the water to come back that four inches and stay in the P trap. If you have an S trap, it will that water will siphon out and you will get a sewer smell in your house. Right. So that might be what's going on. If this is an older house. What, well, well, hey, listen, what can we do at this point with this smell that's there? I mean, I mean, obviously, it's not a just pour bleach in and clean the bathroom. That's obviously been done. So uh, from the previous sewer leakage, so is this, uh, if there is a crack pipe or something, are, are we to the point of calling a plumber or maybe a, for a scope? Or what are we talking about? I would. Just to see, so you would know what's going on. And was there a repair that was done on this no. bathtub? Not okay. that we know of. Yeah, if you're continuing. Oh, there was. There was a repair done on this That's bathtub. what I thought. There was some type of a repair. I would call whoever did that repair, if it was a professional, and ask uh-huh. him to come back and scope the line to make sure that there's not a break. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look into that. Boy, it has been a uh, pretty quick show today. And if you have a trouble with your drain... There's about a million things that people are willing to try. But we did hear a lot about these uh, drain weasels today, uh, drain snakes, things like that. So that might be a way. It has worked for me. All right, folks. Don't worry about your home office. You just need to go take care of all the plumbing issues. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for dealing with that for me, Pam. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibas, Jeff Sammons, and Jason Klein, uh, I'm Jason Klein. Tells you I'm just reading, folks. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.